Hello, this is Dr. Karen Becker, and today we're going to discuss anal glands. You've either clicked on this video because you were intrigued by the title and have no idea what anal glands are, or in fact, you clicked on the video because you know exactly what anal glands are because your pets have had anal gland problems. Anal glands are little sacs that sit right inside of dogs' and cats' rectums. They sit at about 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock, um, just inside of the anus, and they're designed to secrete really stinky material that contains pheromones. Pheromones are chemical messengers that uh, help identify who's who in the pack. That's why dogs sniff each other's butts. Really what they're identifying is are you female, are you male, are you in season, are you pregnant. It provides a lot of biochemical information that dogs need to communicate with one another. Kitties too. And the truth is, for millions of years, dogs and cats have existed with their anal glands with no problems. Adam in the Garden of Eden didn't squeeze his dog's butt. Cavemen in caves didn't um, put their cats up on rocks and express their anal glands. Dogs and cats have existed in harmony with their anal glands for quite some time. So the question is, those of you that have anal gland issues with your pets, what's going on? Because it can be a really recurrent, frustrating issue. What I'll share with you is not suspiciously, in the 40s and 50s in grooming schools, groomers were taught to out of service, clean the dog's ears, trim the dog's and cat's nails, brush the teeth, perform grooming, and then squeeze the anal glands. And, the, and emptying the anal sacs was considered to be kind of a courtesy. The downside is pets were never meant to have those anal glands recurrently expressed. And one of the main reasons pets have recurrent problems with their anal glands is unnecessary trauma. What we mean by that is this. If every single day I told you to wake up and squeeze your submandibular lymph nodes or glands to express them, you could end up having glandular trauma. Or, for instance, if I told you to squeeze your prodded salivary ducts every single time you needed to eat to squeeze your salivary glands, you could end up with soft tissue trauma. But most importantly, these two little tiny glands on either side of your pet's rectum have a tiny duct that leads out, and when animals poop, as the colon expands, as feces come through the rectum, as the colon expands, these glands squeeze a little bit of this really stinky material on the feces that provides biochemical markers for other animals. That's why when you're walking your dog, your dog insists on stopping to smell poo. What they're picking up on is that anal gland material that contains a lot of information about the dog that was there last. So all of that's meant to work in harmony. However, if that little duct that drains the anal gland becomes swollen closed, all heck can break loose in terms of your pets being really irritated, really inflamed, and those glands beginning to swell up and not have a porthole for that material to be able to secrete it, to be secreted. So what happens is groomers get in there and in an attempt to provide a service to you can actually create unnecessary trauma. Veterinarians can as well. So first and foremost, undue trauma is a major reason why animals have recurrent anal gland problems. And I would tell you that if your pets don't have anal glands right now, Tell your vets and your groomers to please leave them alone. Do not automatically express anal glands. If your dogs and cats are having anal gland issues, I think it's really important to recognize this, that if there's an underlying inflammatory or infection that's our, an, an inflammatory response or low-grade infection that's already in the anal gland, sometimes gentle manipulation through a doctor that's capable of recognizing how much pressure to apply and when you need to stop squeezing is really important. But the goal is to help the anal gland retrain its muscle tone so that the body can do its job on its own. One of the biggest issues I see at Natural Pet, my practice, is that groomers have once a month, let's say, recurrently expressed anal glands, and what happens is the muscle around the anal gland that naturally has got good tone ends up losing muscle tone, and it's kind of like a balloon. When you buy a balloon, it's small and tight and perfect size, and when you blow it up and let the air out and blow it up and let the air out, eventually the balloon never goes back to its original taut, excellent, small size. And when the body becomes dependent on groomers or veterinarians expressing those anal glands, oftentimes 
muscle tone is lost and the body ends up not being able to do its job on its own. So if muscle tone is lost through recurrent expression, what we would encourage you to do is to have your veterinary not automatically express the gland or even uh, the groomer, but their, your vet can check on a regular basis and determine, yes, the anal gland is normal size, it's not too full, the duct is working, and then you know what? leave it alone. The second major reason why we can see recurrent anal gland issues is actually inf inflammation of the GI tract. And keep in mind the rectum and the anus are the very last part of the gastrointestinal tract. And any underlying disease or um, disease cascade that can influence the gastrointestinal tract can also influence the anal gland. So for instance, inflammatory bowel disease. If you've got inflammation of the colon, the anal glands can be affected. If you have allergies or allergic gastritis or allergic colitis, that can cause inflammation of the anal glands. And most importantly, anything that can cause soft stool, which are parasites, medications, antibiotics, um, anything that causes a recurrent soft stool is at great risk of causing anal gland issues because part of the effect of a healthy anal gland is based on firm stool. And when, when feces pass out of the rectum, it's the pressure of firm stool against the colon wall that effectively expresses the anal glands. And if your pet stools is, are recurrently soft or if they're having diarrhea, that's really a major metabolic reason why recurrent anal gland issues can become a problem. The underlying root cause is soft stool, which you must address. Why does my pet have not healthy stools? Firm, good, healthy stools can foster excellent anal gland tone, but you have to have healthy stools. So really, anal gland problems are the secondary symptom of an underlying bowel problem. So uh, remedying the underlying bowel problem is really important to get to the root cause of, of why an anal gland issue is there. The third reason why we can see uh, irritation of the anal gland is allergies. And those are external allergies, like environmental allergies. If your pet uh, is sensitive to ragweeds, grasses, pollens, molds, or is outside and is very sensitive to things in the environment, and let's say sits down, the anus is a, can be a mucous membrane um, in terms of it collecting allergens. And your pet can come inside and realize that it has horribly overwhelming itchy anus, and it can start to scoot and itch and, and um, become red and irritated and even chew at its rectum to create an anal gland problem. So if you've got an allergenic pet, getting to the root cause of the allergies is a great way to secondarily address the underlying anal gland problem. So in a nutshell, I want you to remember that if your pets don't have an anal gland problem, leave them alone. Do not squeeze the anal glands. If your pets do have anal gland problems, identify if it's an inflammatory response, if it's an allergic response, is it a soft stool issue, is it an environmental allergy. Addressing the underlying root cause of why your pet's dealing with the recurrent anal gland problem is a very important thing. Now, the very last reason that we see anal gland problems is really no fault of, of, your, of your pets or of yours. Some animals have anal glands that from birth, they're really ergonomically malpositioned, which means they're placed deep and, and low inside of the rectum. So even if, this, if, if the animals have no allergies, they have excellent firm stools, sometimes anal glands are positioned where even though there's healthy stool being passed out of the rectum, there's not enough pressure to the anal gland. Very rarely in those situations, those animals have to have anal gland expression done because they're not capable of doing it on their own. In extreme circumstances, sometimes the anal glands have to be surgically removed. But you need to know, in my opinion, this is the very last choice because um, surgical removal of anal glands falls under a salvage procedure, which means it's, it can carry with it a whole host of complications. So first and foremost, if you're having problems, identify what the root issue is. And if your pets do have an ergonomic problem, then you can rely on expression through a trained professional as minimally as possible to help uh, provide some relief to your pet.